With all the things going on in the world these days, we're in need of better leadership now more than ever. And as we're stuck in our homes, connecting to our customers, direct reports, and stakeholders becomes more challenging than ever. Communication is the key, but leadership skills need to be honed for this situation as well. Welcome to the Lubar School of Business Executive Education podcast series. I'm Adam Wickersham, Director of UWM's Executive MBA program, and I'm here today to talk about leadership, but maybe in a way you hadn't thought of before. While we're getting nervous these days about something as simple as running to the grocery store, more and more people are getting ready to plant gardens. According to the National Gardening Association, current quarter sales for seeds and equipment are up nearly 300% over this period last year. People are either worried about shortages in the national food supply or they simply want a break from being under home quarantine. Probably a little bit of both. Reading this report reminded me to order my seeds this year. You see, I have an urban garden for almost 15 years now. And over the years, my little 4x6 starter plot is now over 200 square feet. As I learned to how to more efficiently grow produce, I was able to expand and try new plants. Before I digress too far, let me get back to leadership. A first tendency of many business people during uncertain times is to fix things. After all, they're paid to solve problems, so the metaphor of the mechanic seems natural. Unfortunately, some leaders then try to fix people. How many of us want to be fixed? Not many. We may be open to persuasion or influence, but we don't want to be fixed. Rather than adopt the role of mechanic, great leaders adopt the role of gardener. Great leaders know that you can rent a person's back and hands, but you must earn a person's head and heart. Great leaders know that organizations are living organisms with many interrelated elements capable of extinction or growth. Great leaders invest energy in growing rather than fixing. In short, they're gardeners. They create a nurturing environment and they cultivate with care. Okay, I guess I can't get my mind off my garden today, so let's play with this leadership metaphor a bit more. My time outside gives me much opportunity to think and reflect. With so much of my professional energy focused on leadership, I invariably consider applications from the garden to the workplace. After all, leadership also demands tons of care and consideration to make sure that each individual, team, and organization is growing in synchrony uh, and to their fullest potential. Naturally, the central theme of a garden is the growth of its plants. The gardener's main concern is when does each plant grow? How fast does it grow? In which soil does it grow? How much water and how much sun does it need? What does it grow? What stimulates or hinders its growth? How does the growth of neighboring plants affect each other and, and so on? So with all these concerns, in order to start your garden, you need a plan. Gardens require the right mixture of components if they're to start fast. This includes quality seed, rich potting soil, compost, uh, the right sized pots and planters, etc. The same holds true for an organization. If a leader wants to run a successful business, they need to begin with the right elements, including a great group of talented, passionate people, lots of learning opportunities that builds knowledge and efficiency, and a, a workplace layout that fosters balance between openness and the quietness needed for thinking and reflection. Just like the gardener must choose the kinds of plants that are suitable for the climate, kind of soil, local restrictions, and so forth, 
so must the leader choose a team to surround themselves with. You also have to start with the right location. When planting, location matters. For starters, if you choose a sunny area, that will maximize plants' growth. If you choose a viney plant, then planting near a wall or trellis or other vertical support makes sense. Good gardeners plan out how much of the yard will be devoted to vegetables or flowers or trees for that matter. They design the garden with an eye to how much shade is needed, how much sun, what kind of borders are desirable, how long it will take for the garden to take shape, how much water or food will be required to maintain it, etc. Location matters in the workplace as well, impacting everything from which locale or office space to select to how much structure uh, and, and meeting spaces to maximize employee productivity. You want a workplace that feels open, yet still promotes interaction and a sense of connectivity. And equally important, the leader needs to have an ease of access to the space because it's imperative that they walk that space often. Next, you have to start with the right tools. Using proper quality tools. I mean, it's, it's hard to get much done in the garden if you don't have the right tools, the right rake, spade, or hose at your disposal. These tools help gardeners with everything from prepping and clearing the soil to digging and sowing and so much more. Workplace tools, like everything from desks and break rooms to effective communication and collaboration systems and teaching and learning materials, they also have a huge impact on employee effectiveness. In our current pandemic area, the right tools have become front and center. Do your employees have a quality webcam, uh, microphone, speakers? Can their Wi-Fi routers handle all this new traffic at home? How are they even receiving all of their workplace phone calls? Who's supporting your newly secluded staff? What platforms uh, are you using to share documents? Is it secure? Where are these documents being stored? Is your video conferencing software capable of hosting everything? The right tools matter now more than ever and prepare your soil. The ground needs to be turned, enriched, fed, mulched, and of course if you're in a desert, an irrigation system should be installed. For seeds to properly germinate, they need loose soil. This is particularly true for plants that produce underground yields like, like carrots and potatoes. But between disuse and, and harsh weather conditions during winter, earth becomes hard and compressed over the winter. Wise gardeners know that taking the time to properly loosen their soil will have positive, long-term impact on their crop. Preparation is also required for leaders who seek to help their people grow properly. When the workplace soil is cultivated through a mix of strong relationships and a loose environment that minimizes stress and allows for, if not celebrates, risk-taking, people can confidently spread out and produce great results. Too soggy, or too dry and the garden dies. Too much supervision or too little attention will cause the employees to suffocate or become unruly and wild. The leader needs to stick his fingers in the dirt from time to time to see if the process needs more water, but not pull the plant up at its roots to see if it's growing. The leader needs to be available, committed, and ready to shoo the rabbits and deer away, but not try to be everything to everyone in the organization. Along with sowing, you need to sow early. An early start to the growing season will predictably ensure a longer, more robust yield. 
Sewing early is a concept that can also be applied to relationship building and skill development. The sooner that the leader invests in their people and in building community, the sooner they can be assured to reap the benefits in order to form a more adept and synchronous workforce. And it goes without saying that plants need plenty of water to grow, particularly in the hot summer months. People too need plenty of water in the form of guidance, compliments, and feedback. These keep them going and growing despite the increased heat or the pressure and challenges that may otherwise cause them to wilt under the yield. And give these plants space to grow. Plants that grow too closely together pull from the same food and water sources, leaving less for each of them. Moreover, they struggle to spread out their roots and stems impacting their growth. In a similar sense, employees benefit from room to spread out. While teamwork is important, it's also critical for individuals to feel that they have an independent voice and that their uniqueness is valued and even encouraged. The best leaders know how to plant the germ of an idea. They're subtle. Like, what would it take to get this new product launch uh, just a few more clicks on Facebook? Maybe you already know the answer. Planting a seed is a way to encourage others to think, to foster ambitious ideas, to encourage creativity. The alternative to this leadership style is being the one who always has the best idea. To employees, that's like taking a fully grown tomato plant, digging a hole, and placing it into the garden. Hey, everyone, look how amazing I am. I'm the leader. The shade alone from that massive stock will kill the seeds and any ideas to go along with it. A smart leader knows that it's, it's only through dialogue that ideas can sprout and take root. Instead of jealously guarding my idea, my client, my territory, a leader with an eye toward growing a garden takes no ownership, but rather seeks to find which seeds have merit. When newcomers bring ideas in from other industries and businesses, are they welcomed, or are they rooted out because that's not the way we do things here? Look for growth. Growth will happen, especially with the most teachable employees. Sometimes you have to look a little harder. I had to get down on my hands and knees to see the germination of my tomatoes in my garden. But when there were signs of life at first, it was a wonderful discovery. Don't give anyone a warm embrace when they hit a sales target or land a sales contract, since that's not exactly appropriate in a work setting, but you do have to figure out how to show encouragement and get excited about progress. Jump up and down. Give high fives. For me, it was a moment of total joy seeing the seedlings take root in my garden finally, and, and I couldn't help but think about raising my kids in the days so long ago when I was leading corporate teams. It's not a realization about, wow, you did an amazing job as a leader and caused all this growth, as much as it was a, a pure form of excitement. You realize that in the right conditions, people do actually learn, grow, and change. Show your excitement as leaders in the workplace and watch how much more growth you get. New growth in a garden is hard to spot and even harder to nurture. In the IT security industry, you have to use any means possible to protect your files. Install a firewall. Use antivirus software. Corporate training. In gardening, you have to build a fence, add plant food, cover the seedlings in case there's an imminent freeze. Great leaders do the same. Leadership is primarily an act of defense. You defend your employees, protect them, give them a place to do their jobs. Any other arrangement can quickly turn into a dictatorship. Great leaders carry a watering can at all times. The job is highly dependent on your ability to nurture. 
people have enough negative markers in their life for what they've been doing wrong. Be the person who tells them what they're doing right, and maybe, just maybe, they'll grow into something amazing. Most gardens don't grow on their own. In the desert, many people think that the low water use landscape requires less maintenance than a more traditional turf lawn. But that's not true. Cactus and aloe need just as much shaping, trimming, and attention as the daisies. The desert gardener also has to be careful with water. Many desert landscapes flounder because too much water and all plants need nourishment. Here in Wisconsin, our ground is filled with clay and frost, which is great for all types of vegetables, but requires more frequent soil amendments. If the leader doesn't continue to respond to the needs of the organizational team, or stops listening to the team members, or provide new learning opportunities, or celebrating successes, any new process will wither and fail to produce effective organizational goals. Not every plant needs the same thing, yet all plants must eat. A garden-wise leader understands nothing is so unequal as the equal treatment of unequals. Just as each voice has its own unique sound, each employee, associate, and stakeholder needs a unique blend of food. For some, the food is numbers. Give me the numbers and I'll thrive. For many, it's the opportunity to learn in advance in knowledge. For others, it's the engaging nature of the work itself that offers fulfillment. Maybe the primary act of all great leaders is to remove impediments. Weeds always inhibit growth in a garden. You have to get creative about this process. Resolve conflicts, pay people what they're worth so they can perform their jobs, remove distractions, and confront problems. Like the master gardener, you are the primary weed control expert charged with encouraging growth. Too many weeds will cause the wanted plants to suffer. Too many restrictions, rules, conditions, and boundaries will do the same thing to a business. This idea is sometimes interpreted to mean getting rid of people. Leaders must, of course, sometimes fire people, but more importantly, weeding means getting rid of those practices and policies that get in the way of success. Few organizations have no obsolete rules that can hinder progress. It's always prudent to examine the rulebook and see if some of those most counterproductive regulations can be eliminated. Some branches on a tree just don't produce or are unhealthy. Blossoms die off and, and should be deadheaded. The same is true of tasks in any organization. Just as some rules become outdated, the tasks themselves may change as new ideas are implemented. Are there reports or charts, meetings, or phone calls that no longer serve a purpose? Organizational leaders should examine them and eliminate those that no longer help. This is often a useful exercise for your leadership training workshops. Unfortunately, try as we might, our garden also might contain some plants that aren't doing so well. These plants are growing, but they're not flourishing. They're malnourished. They're not getting what they need to be their best. When placed next to one of the thriving flowers, the difference is obvious. They leave no impression on visitors. You have employees who fit that same description. They're just not engaged. Employees who are not engaged do their work, but with nominal effort. They do the minimum, are task-oriented, and are satisfied to remain unchallenged. It may seem as if they aren't doing much harm, but the truth is... They're sleepwalking through their work, which is a problem. They leave little to no impression on anybody in the workplace. And like those malnourished plants, 
these employees aren't getting what they need to be at their best. Research tells us there's handfuls of conditions employees need to experience every day in order to be engaged. These uh, conditions include opportunities to grow, frequent uh, specific recognition, alignments of talents to job role, and equitable pay and benefits, to name a few. When leaders have clarity on what those conditions are and take steps to install and maintain them, engagement increases. Like the gardener and his malnourished plant, leaders have to assess the conditions of those employees who are not engaged. They have to answer the question, what do they need that they're not getting? And like the gardener, leaders must take responsibility for helping employees thrive. In other words, the gardener does not blame the plant for being malnourished. Rather, he works to alter the conditions so the plant can blossom. In a short amount of time, weeds can have a dramatic impact on your garden. They disrupt the conditions that allow other plants to thrive. If not dealt with swiftly, weeds will take over, and when visitors see your garden, they come away thinking, ugh. Actively disengaged employees are unhappy, and they act out that unhappiness at work. They seek out problems and thrive on drama. They argue, harass, bully, and disrupt. They keep score, and nothing is ever their fault. According to a recent University of Florida study, most errors, defects, complaints, theft, and time and attendance issues come from actively disengaged employees. These employees are toxic to the atmosphere, culture, morale, and performance of your team. Just as no amount of sunlight, water, fertilizer, or growing space is going to transform a weed into a thriving flower, there's very little leaders can do to transform actively disengaged employees into engaged ones. And just like weeds in a garden, there's only one way to deal with an actively disengaged employee. You have to pull them out of there, and weeding is backbreaking work. But like plants, having team members who contribute more to the nutrient value of the garden than they extract makes the garden more healthy and sustainable. If the gardener does all these things well, they'll have an opportunity to enjoy the fruits of their effort. A sun-ripened tomato or a tasty salad awaits. The same is true for an organization. If the leader has done all the things necessary, the organization will benefit and celebrations will be in order. Take a breath and then do it all over again. While this may be a somewhat overwrought metaphor, the idea is an important one. It's easy to underestimate how much time and effort it takes to be an effective leader, especially when you're trying to implement change in your organization. You know, like mandating that 100% of your workforce work remotely. Support your team. Plant people with the best chance of success. Weed out negativity and unnecessary barriers. Cultivate talent. Nurture those who need it. Foster an environment where blame is weeded out and people feel free to stretch and grow and produce. Leaders who understand this reap the harvest of their efforts. Leaders must take time to stop and smell the roses. I can get so overwhelmed with the work of my garden that I forgot why I planted it. Why have you planted your garden? Are there people who delight in the work from your hands? When you step back and gaze at your enterprise, are you pleased with what you see? So go and plant that garden, but tend it carefully every day, and don't be afraid to get your hands dirty.